mama, zoom, zoom, bakala. Hi there, and this is Gerald Salenti on Progressive Radio Network with Trends This Week. Trends This Week, what a week. <laughs> so yesterday, you know, Tuesday, each Tuesday, we send out our Trends Journal to subscribers. <clears throat> Welcome to this week's Trends Journal, Presidential Reality Show 2020, Masks Versus No Masks. <clears throat> right on trend, Anthony Friedman's cover sums up what the race for the White House is all about. And tonight's debate, and then we have parentheses, or freak show, will be one of the critical events that decides the winner of the Presidential Reality Show. Who will win the race, why, and how it's in your Trends Journal, blah, 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 blah. And of course, we talk about what's going on economically, geopolitically, and the long-lasting implication of nations, economies, and people's lives that are on the brink. <clears throat> but going back, and tonight's debate or freak show, all right? This is before the debate. What debate? Debate. What a joke. You know, they say the fish rots in the head down. Look at the two fish that are the candidates for president of the United States. How low can you go? How low can you go? Look at them. Biden and Trump. What a disgrace it was yesterday. Nothing but empty BS. America, how low can you go? Look at what this country used to look like. Go back to the roaring 20s. Yeah, the roaring 20s. Ragtime before that. Swing time. Rhythm and blues. Rock and roll, Motown, and now nothing but bad rap. Pfft. And it comes in all races, creeds, and colors. Bad rap. What a joke that was last night. And who did it help? Well, it's not going to get people out to vote for Biden, that's for sure. Trump, you know, Trump supporters, they're so loyal to this guy, this narcissistic guy, that they'll go out and vote for him. But Biden's going to have a tough time getting people to go out to vote for him, other than, of course, the people that hate Trump. But to get young people out to vote, I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening. And all this, this stuff about mail-in ballots, this thing is going to go on. You know, they used to, you know, Trump made it clear last night. You know, they announced the winner of the presidential reality show either the night of or the day after the election. Not this time. 
This may go on till March. They had an election here, I think it was 2017, 2018, I forget, 2019 even. Uh, I think it was 2019 for the um, district attorney in Ulster County. It took like three months before they decided who won. This is a tiny, it was 175,000 people in this place. What do we about 40,000 people voting or something? 50,000? It took all those months to count the ballot. We are going to see a civil war erupt in America. You ain't seen nothing yet. Oh, yeah, the riots this year with Antifa and Black Lives Matter. Nothing compared to what's going to happen next. When nobody knows who wins the presidential reality show and Trump ain't letting go. You know who this cat is and what he does? He's not going to give up. Oh, there's going to be riots in the streets. And talking about Black Lives Matter and Antifa, last Friday, they marched all around uptown Kingstown, right where we are over here. And, you know, I have the four corners, three of the buildings on the most historic four corners in America, John and Crown Street. You could look it up, go Kingston, New York, most historic four buildings. This thing was so programmed. This was such an Antifa led this they had drummers everybody chanting perfectly on time and by the way i'm going to guess maybe 95% of them were white people when they got to the four corners we rent out one of the buildings this place called rough draft and it's the home of millennials and liberals of new york style city yeah <laughs> that crew. When they got to that corner, they said they started yelling out, no gentrification, no gentrification, or words like that. They had gentrification in it. Black people used to live here. Black people used to live here. No, they didn't. They, the Dutch came here. They killed the Indians. They took it over. And this was like the first capital of New York, so this place was filled with lawyers all around this area. This, 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 this John and Crown Street and Front Street, this whole area, there wasn't a black neighborhood. Why are you saying black people used to live here? That's not true. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. I invited Black Lives Matter to come to my rally to unite for peace and restore freedom on the 4th of July. They wouldn't come. They wouldn't come because I'm on Alex Jones' show. I host an hour on, progressive, on, on, that, on, on InfoWars. And because I had Judge Napolitano up here, and he's from Fox. And he was up here to talk about How they robbed us of our rights, these little dictators like Andy Cuomo and others, with their executive orders and passing all these laws, these rules, I should say, they're not laws, that have destroyed life and destroyed businesses. 
So the they wouldn't come. But boy, did I get bombarded for holding a rally. How dare I when people should be socially distanced and wearing masks and Salenti holds this rally and how terrible it is and on and on and on. But it's okay for them to do it. That's fine. And I have to tell you, the Kingston police are great. They, they didn't bother me at all. And they would took they, this rally that went on. They were very cool about it, too. There are men and women, uh, bad apples in every bunch here. Just look at, as I say, you want to know the world, why the world's so screwed up? Take a look at your family. Look at people. I had a guy working for me. I won't mention his name. A low-life, pathological, lying piece of garbage crap that robbed a lot of money from me. A pathological liar where he was so good at it that my attorney, my attorney thought that I was lying. So, yeah, there are bad cops. There are bad everything. And it comes in all races, creeds, and colors. I don't want to hear it anymore. And as I said, and I said on, on Gary Knoll's show last week, for, for the Democrats to pick a black woman to run for vice president, to me, is sexist and racist. I'm running a business. I could care if it's a man, a woman, black, white, green, yellow, transgender, straight, upside down, inside out. Give me the best person. Oh, and by the way, all you political freaks out there with your bad attitudes, your public servants, you got it? You're supposed to work for us. They got this guy Delgado, Doc Gatson over here, this little Congress boy running up here. Sends out a, a, you know, to vote for me. You know, I learn, I listen, I lead. Take it easy, Jack. You don't lead me. None of you people lead me. Get it out of your damn egotistical little brains. You are not my leader, none of you. Oh, calm down, Salenti, don't yell. All aboard. Next train to Auschwitz. Don't raise your voice. Follow your leader. Put on those masks. Don't fight back. I'm your leader. These little political freaks better get it out of their heads. You don't lead me. Hey, you think you can lead me? Come over here and you give me an order that I won't follow and try to make me do it. Yeah, hey, Delgado, you come over here and try to put your, your mask on me or Cuomo 
Or the little boy we got over here for playing mayor, a little nothing noble, a little ignoble piece of crap that cut down the beautiful trees on Crown and John Street because we're going to pave the roads and we don't want the trucks to hit the branches. Oh, and I'm an environmentalist. You're a piece of garbage crap just like all the rest of you. Calm down, Salenti. Calm down. I'm going to make this clear to everybody listening. We are in the fight for our lives. When you see what's going to happen after this election and the civil wars break out and people are being killed and houses are being and businesses are being destroyed, what are you going to do? Are you going to run further away from where you are? Here I am, a little guy, an old man, and I fight. And all the fat mouths out there, all the tough guys and the tough women, not a fight. Not a fight. Where are the protest rallies going on about them robbing us of our rights? Nah. Nothing. Nothing. America, the country of cowards. It's all it's become. It's a disgrace. Look at the freaks that are the presidential reality show. Trump or Biden. How low can you go? I learn, I listen, I learn, I lead. You're not my leader, little boy. Little Cuomo, little Dacazzoni Delgado. Who the hell do you think you are? You're public servants. You steal my damn money in the name of taxes, and you slimers never have to work a day in your life. Calm down, Salenti. They deserve it. You get back to work, all you little people of Slavelandia. They steal your money, and what do they do? They never work a day in their lives. They have, ta- they have health benefits that you die for. No, you'll die because you don't have them. Oh, what else do they have? Oh, retirement plans, pension plans. I was the assistant to the secretary of the New York State Senate. I know how disgusting it looks from the inside. Little boys and girls that bend over and take it so they can get their way to the top. And that's why you subscribe to the Trends Journal. New edition just went out yesterday, 76 pages, 76 pages, a weekly magazine of what's going on, what it means, and what's next. But don't subscribe. No, 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 no. Don't support Salenti and and the Trends Journal as we fight for our freedom, liberty, love, joy, and beauty. Don't, don't, don't. Don't support Progressive Radio Network. Don't don't take a nickel out of your pocket. Just get it for free. 
I've had it. Life has turned miserable. Look at New York City. Look at that clown you got running the show. Wilhelm. Oh, no, I'm going to change it to de Blasio. I'll get the Italian votes. That was my mother's name. Yeah, this guy's about as Italian as Olive Garden. No, maybe Pizza Hut. Italian. Any Italians are disgrace as well. Jews, Italians, black, white, good and bad comes in all of them. Look at the Italian piece of garbage, the clown we got over here, this arrogant Cuomo boy, born on third base and thought he had a home run. Actually, I got an email saying, oh, it's not a home run, it's thought he hit a triple. Screw you. Grow the hell up. I'm going to name the bridge after my daddy. And all you little people in New York are going to pay for all the name changes. My daddy's better than your daddy. It's not the Tappancy Bridge anymore. Look at it. Look at all the tax breaks they give to big corporations. They're doing it over the area. They do it all over. Oh, they're going to create jobs. They're going to shove money down the political pockets. Create jobs. Oh, yeah, I got to I work at Amazon. Love to, love to work in a warehouse. Warehouse. Oh, house. It's a disgrace. Yeah, I'm angry. Hey, remember there was a, someone by the name of Jesus Christ who picked up a whip to drive the money changes out of the temple? Oh, yeah. You mean the Prince of Peace became violent, Salente? Why, how dare you say something like that? Yep, and they're doing it right in front of your nose. Yeah. This is the lead story of this week's Trends Journal by me. Hail, hail, the gang's all here. Only imbeciles, morons, and cowards won't call it like it is. The Wall Street gang and the bankster bandits. Criminal mobs right in front of our eyes. Money junkies, addicts, they never get enough. How many times do you have to get caught stealing and never go to jail? Step right up, step right up to the greatest freak show on earth. Look at them. Here is the latest from CNBC. Quote, J.P. Morgan Chase is set to pay $920 million to resolve probes from three U.S. government agencies over its role in an alleged manipulation of metals in treasury markets. The figure was released Tuesday, yesterday, by the Commodities Future Trading Commission in a statement from Commissioner Dan Berkowitz. Last week, News reports indicated the New York-based bank was nearing a settlement of almost $1 billion. For eight years, a group of traders at J.P. Morgan systematically, you ready, spoofed, it's in quotes, precious metals and treasury, treasury future markets 
by entering hundreds of thousands of orders with the intent to cancel them before execution, Berkowitz said. The commission's orders, fines that J.P. Morgan manipulated these markets and failed to diligently supervise its traders. And I go on to write, the language is a farce. Government BS spewed out for the prostitutes to sell. Resolve probes, alleged manipulation, systematically spoofed precious metals markets. How about greedy low-life criminals who are again caught stealing, destroying the lives and life savings of honest people who invested in precious metals? But don't call them criminals. They're white shoe boys, and they come in all races, creeds, and colors. One of them was President Obama's Attorney General Eric Holder, who, when the banksters fleeced the American public out of trillions of dollars, he declared, the too big to fail, we're too big to jail. We note, we note the government's slap on the banksters' wrist with minor fines compared to the money they made and the lives they ruin and continue to ruin. As evidenced by the numbers, the economic devastation caused by sheltering in place entire nations to fight the COVID war should have equity markets deep in bear territory. Remember, this is for the Trends Journal subscribers. But no, just a few hours after CNBC ran the article that JP Morgan rigged the precious metals market, the prostitutes followed up with this cheery headline and accompanying article from their corporate pimp. Quote, J.P. Morgan predicts a 10% rally for the S&P 500 and names the U.S. sectors to watch. Industrial and construction material stocks will be among the sectors that will benefit as U.S. markets hit fresh highs over the next year. J.P. Morgan Private Bank's Grace Peters told CNBC Tuesday. Peters, head of equity strategy at wealth management arm of U.S. Bank, told CNBC's Squawk Box Europe that investors should be adding cyclical exposure to their investment portfolios in the next 12 months to benefit from the economic recovery followed by the corona crisis, end quote. Again and again and again, I write, the evidence proves the game is rigged. As George Collin brilliantly noted back in the day, it's one big club and you ain't in it. Indeed, a slap on the wrist for the high crimes from the J.P. Morgan white shoe boys and prosecuting to the fullest extent of the law for we the people. Yeah. He went over that double yellow line. Where were you? Get out of the car. Stand on your head. Repeat the alphabet backwards. Walk that straight line. You didn't pay your taxes? We're going to take your building. We're going to take your house. Minor crimes, they prosecute us to the fullest. The white shoe boys, the criminal gangsters that have destroyed our nation. $29 trillion dumped into the markets 
by the Federal Reserve. What Federal Reserve? What a BS name that is. By the Jekyll Hyde bankster bandits. $29 trillion to bail out the banksters. Too big to fails. Bail out General Motors. Cut the wages of the people working there. But you little people, all you businesses going out of business and out of business, go to hell. You don't count in this country. You're just a little person on the plantation of Slavelandia. Yeah, we've been writing week after week where all the money's going to the 1%. Actually, the 0.01%. But don't fight. Don't raise your voice. It's not proper. All aboard. Next train to Auschwitz. Put on those masks. Give me your money. In the toilet paper record, yesterday, the New York Times, headline story, buried in the front page, but down the bottom, virus pushing New York into a financial abyss. Hey, you piece of garbage crap. Who wrote this? Dana Rubenstein? Not the virus. Low-life, slimy politicians. Politics. Sucking the blood and life out of New York. The virus didn't close it down. Little Andy Cuomo. And that low-life piece of garbage crap de Blasio closed it down. They brought New York to a financial abyss. The unemployment rate in New York City is 16%, twice as high as the rest of the country. Personal income tax revenue is expected to drop by $2 billion dollars this fiscal year, only a third of hotel, <laughs> this is how it begins, rooms are occupied. <clears throat> yep. Numerous economic indicators suggest that New York City will face an extended financial crisis, the likes of which have not been seen since 1970s. Hey, wait a minute. Arrogant little Andy Cuomo, after he locked down everything, said the bounce back is going to be something like we've never seen in history. Hey, 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 Miss Rubenstein or Dana, whoever you are. How come you don't call Cuomo? How come you don't put his quote in there? How come you don't put their quotes in there? They said it was all going to come back. I'll tell you why. Because you're prostitutes. You're, you're prostitutes. You get paid to put out by your corporate pimps and government whoremasters. Prostitutes. And that's why I subscribe to the Trends Journal. The city is addressing 
an existing $9 billion two-year revenue shortfall. The state is facing a $14.5 billion revenue for, shortfall. And here's what little Andy Cuomo said. Get ready, all you people of Slavelandia. Taxes. Cuts. Borrowing. Early retirement. All of the above. That's how he's going to deal with this. Taxes. Taxes. Cuts. The crappy, lousy, garbage, crap service they give us already, they're going to cut and raise your taxes. It's a freak show. It's a freak show. Right in front of everybody's eyes. It's a freak show. It's a freak show. Don't fight. Don't fight. All aboard. Next train to Auschwitz. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a few. Trends this week on Progressive Radio Network. As I said, you know, people better, people better stand up and fight. Better stand up and fight. Because this is going down... We are going to see after this election in November, November 3rd, they're not going to count these votes. It's going to be a long time. It's going to be a long time. You know, I was thinking all these poor people out in the West Coast, can you imagine everything you own burning down? I mean, what, what kind of governments are these? I mean, it's no secret that these forest fires are going to happen every year. How all the taxes people pay, and this thing isn't taken care of? And it keeps happening year after year? Everything that you own, everything that you, 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 you put all your sweat and life into to have, now is dust? Think of losing everything. And now start thinking of losing your life because that's where it's going. Hey, see those homicide rates going up around the, the country? Nah, don't worry about it. Oh, by the way, we also have articles in the Trends Journal from Brad Steiner, one of the top close combat survival experts in the nation writing survival tips for people because you better learn how to fight oh they call the cops yeah you're dead by then hey how come gun control isn't a big issue I wonder why every election it usually is not this time your guns are flying off the shelf hardly find them Flying off the shelves. Hardly find them. Anyway, if anybody wants to call, have any questions or answers, 888-874-4888. 888-874-4888. And as I said, 
do what you can to support Progressive Radio Network. You know, a story I did in the Trends Journal about Dr. Ron Paul. He's the only person, by the way, that I voted for as an adult when he ran for president. The only man. And I was a keynote speaker at his Peace and Prosperity Conference a few years ago. It was supposed to be the one at this year's, too. But, of course, it was canceled because of the virus. And last Friday, last Thursday, I got an email that because he's been coming out and is a doctor, Dr. Ron Paul, uh, he came out against the uh, what's going on with COVID, you know, putting the facts out, who is killing, how many people, why, pre-existing chronic conditions, that kind of stuff, like we write in the Trends Journal and others. And he got banned from YouTube for a week. The next day, he ended up in the hospital. He was doing a live broadcast, and all of a sudden it went blank, and they, they next day, then later on the day, they showed him in the hospital tweeting. He said, I'm fine, and he's back on the air. And I wonder if the pressure of what happened, this is an 85-year-old guy, and he's in great shape, by the way, I wonder if the pressure that the social, that YouTube put on him, the alphabet people, caused him to have that breakdown that brought him into the hospital. I'm mentioning this also because Progressive Radio Network, it's independent. It's there for you. And if you... As you well know, you listen to the mainstream media, it's nothing but brainwash. That's all it is. Hey, Howie, how you doing there from Forest Hills? How are you doing, Joe? I'm not doing good. I'm, 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 I, I, I'm a, my business is to be a visionary. Right. My books are Trend Tracking, Trends 2000, Magazine, The Trends Journal. Been at this for 40 years. If anybody could see the future better than me, Show me your work, show me what you forecast, and then we can begin to talk. I have a if you haven't, I don't want to hear a word from anybody. I see what the future looks like, and I don't want to live on hell on earth. And that's where we're going. I have a few things I want to discuss with you. The first one will take a short while, uh, and I think it sums up what you're really feeling. Benjamin Franklin once said, then he who gives up liberty for security will wind up having neither. And I think that's exactly what the big boys have succeeded in doing. They've scared the living daylights out of the population, and they're very compliant. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. So that's what we're having to deal with, and it takes profiles and courage uh, to do something. And as I said, I don't see the people standing up. Well, there's a, there's a minority of people, but they don't get any publicity. Yeah, but I'm just, no, no, no. It, 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 it's, it's where are the people protesting this? Well, they had over in there in Germany a couple of weeks ago, so about 50,000 people showed up to protest. Every, no, no, every no. The last couple of weeks in Trafalgar Square in the UK, thousands of people taking to the streets. Well, my understanding is that in Berlin a few weeks ago, where Robert Kennedy Jr. was, they had a million people turn out. Yo, know, I said 50,000 because they lied in the media. Yeah, yeah. that's right. But yeah. I, I want to talk about something else. 
And I'm throwing out a challenge to our good friend, Gary Knoll, who I listen to every day, but I want to challenge his extolling of Dwight David Eisenhower. And I have five or six points. Number one, uh, Dwight David Eisenhower was a racist. He was a great admirer of Robert E. Lee. He even had a picture of him uh, uh, in the Oval Office behind his desk. Number two, uh, he had to be dragged kicking and screaming to uh, censor Joe McCarthy. He had to be dragged kicking and screaming to um, uh, let those four young uh, black girls uh, integrate Little Rock Central High School. Number four, he almost uh, dragged us into World War Three, egging on the Hungarians and then had to back down. Uh, number five, he had Alan Dulles. As his head of CIA, he was the one boy that dreamed up the Bay of Pigs. And when Bay of Pigs failed under JFK, JFK fired him. And it got him so angry, I believe he was the one that gave the final orders to kill JFK. And last but not least, uh, John Foster Dulles as Secretary of State. Uh, they named the airport in Washington, D.C. after him, and uh, his background was a little shady also. So I had to throw out as an historian myself a challenge to Gary to talk about that. All right. You know, the only thing I could say, again, I don't, the facts that you mentioned are, are you know, they're not great. <laughs> oh, by the way, I've been reading this book about the Civil War. This guy's named Lorenzo, I think. And what's his name? Uh, Abraham Lincoln. Right. I mean, he, he, this guy was he was in favor of slavery from what I in the beginning. He, there was a point even in his life where he wanted to send the uh, the slaves back to Africa. Exactly. Colonization. Yeah. He called it. And they called it. And he was a big, big proponent of that. But going back to what uh, what Eisenhower did wrong. If I were to go back and look at my life. And the things that I pulled, I mean, it ain't even close. I was the I was the assistant to the secretary of the New York State Senate. I I was the chief government affairs officer for a major segment of the chemical industry, killing environmental legislation at the height of the environmental movement. I mean, I've done a lot of crap, but, you know, you grow up. And what Eisenhower did that nobody else did, and you watch the presidential reality show last night, Trump bragged about how much money he's dumped into the military-industrial complex. <laughs> oh, where did we get that term from? Oh, that was from Eisenhower. And he warned the people of the greatest threat to this nation. But there's one that problem. The military industrial complex would rob us of the genius of the scientists, the sweat of the laborers, and the future of the children. But Gerald, there was one big problem with that. He said, he waited until the last half but day. But he did it. But he yeah, did it. But he left it to Kennedy to do it. And but he what, did you know. it. He said it and he did it. And I give him credit for that. That's all. He woke a lot of us up. But again, my, you know, I'm not going to tell you how stupid I was. 
in college, I voted for Richard Nixon in 1968. <laughs> I mean, so what I'm saying is you grow up. And how we, we got other callers. I thank you so much. For, I love hearing from what you have to say. And, and if you would repeat one more time for everybody what Benjamin Franklin said about... Uh, he, he who gives up liberty for security will wind up having neither. You got it. Thank you very much. That's the name of the got, game. And we got Diego from Nova Scotia. Gerald, how are you? Yeah. You know, not how, great. How, good, good. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Listen, I got a quick question for you. The Canadian dollar is taking a bit of a beating from the U.S. dollar. Do you do you uh, foresee this continuing? Oh, oh, all the currencies aren't worth the digital paper they're not printed on. They're worthless. They're worthless. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you see the Canadian economy? even being worse than the U.S. economy, uh, based that we're on an uh, oil system here at the Canadian oh, oil yeah, it's going to go, oh, yeah, terrible. It's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to be lousy. I mean, you know, look, uh, you know, I mean, you've been listening. How many times do I have to talk about gold and silver? And it's all over the, it's all over the world. Uh, look, look what's uh, going on. Look at the, another little daddy's boy you got up there. Wait, 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 wait Trudeau? Trudeau, he, yeah. He, another piece of play, crap. Was he playing teacher before? Wait, yeah, wait, what was it? A little, little clown nothing. A nobody if daddy wasn't there before you. Daddy, daddy got me here. I'm a nobody. Yeah. And look at him. Look at him. Telling you uh, what to do. Take orders from that little boy of nothing. And it's one big club and you ain't in it. That's what we keep. George Carlin said it. Look at him. Look at the little other clown of a nobody with a pair of cojones smaller than a mothball, George W. Bush. Look at that arrogant, ugly, slimy piece of garbage crap. You think he would have got there if daddy wasn't George Bush and Prescott wasn't there before them? You look down the lineage, slavery hasn't ended. We're all part of the slave team. Thank you, Gerald. Uh, just one last thing uh, on your new trends journal. You have uh, you had you said yesterday on uh, YouTube that uh, the newest trends, the ro Roaring Twenties. Can you give us a little bit of a uh, sneak peek into what you me meant by that? Do you subscribe to the Trends Journal? Not yet. I will though. All right, all right. Yeah, I'll give you a sneak peek, and that's why people subscribe. By the way, is an entrepreneur opportunity. Could you imagine, how old are you? Uh, 47. 47. Remember when you were 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24? Remember when you were out of your mind and all you wanted to do was go out and play and have a good time? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Yep. No, you can't get back in your room. Stay in that dormitory. You're not going out. There's not going to be any parties. You're not going to be able to go to any bar. No music, no singing. I don't want you to sing. You see what's going on? You got a bunch of old people telling young people what to do. So now let's go back to 1918, 1919. Spanish flu. 
right? Yep. What happened after it? Well, you had the Roaring Twenties. People, young people, not the mentally deranged, brainwashed people that never left high school, that call themselves adults, that swallow all the crap that is shoved down their throat by the mainstream media. Now, young people, you're in a different mindset. Hey, yeah, well, none of this stuff is hurting your friends. Everybody, only old people are dying from this and people that aren't healthy. There's going to be, you go after the young crowd in a different way, and we talk about the hows and whys and wheres. This is big. This is a huge segment to go after. It's here. It's the COVID war. Why were there protests in the Vietnam War and not in the Afghan war, not in murderous, slimy, low-life Bill Clinton's wars, oh, that Biden supported every one of, the Afghan war, the Iraq war, all, all the, the first Gulf war. Why weren't there any protests like the Vietnam war? Because it was a draft. So oh, yes. they got to the streets because they didn't want to go. Now that the the younger people that don't have money or come from families that can't have a lot, they're the ones that go. Now, nobody cares. Now, let's go back. We're fighting the COVID war. We're fighting the COVID war. They don't want to fight the COVID war. The young people don't want to fight the COVID war. They don't want to be drafted into the COVID war. So that's what we're talking about. And we got Chris. Thank you so much, Diego. And we got Chris from NYC. How you doing there, Chris? Good morning. Um, I'd like to make a couple of quick points, and I'd like to pose a couple of questions. Um, Regarding the COVID numbers, um, I would like to know, and this is really an open question, I understand, from what I understand, I really don't completely understand it, but I've read that they actually base it on uh, algorithms that they use. You know, um, I'm I'm not quite sure. What is it? Do they take like 100 people? and ask them, or, you know, I mean, in the, in the medical profession, for example, the, the numbers that roll in, how are they arrived at? Do, do they go to every single hospital in the country or the people who are actually treating uh, COVID patients who've tested positive and are actually in the hospital? How do they come up with these numbers? It just seems to me, I, I mean, and it, it, it stuns me. It really irritates and scares me to see the, the, the questions that are not being asked by the regular population. I mean, they've been so intimidated and, 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 and put into a corner that they're going to die. And yet when you talk, I've talked about it with a couple of my neighbors, neighbors, very nice people. And, you know, one woman yesterday, she was saying, oh, she said, did you, did you, did you hear it went up again? And I was trying to explain it to her. And I thought to myself, don't really try to do it because people might think that you're off the wall. You know, I think we're being played like a broken Stradivarius. And I'd really like to know how do these, how are these numbers arrived at? I mean, they certainly don't do it over the phone. They don't call it in. There must be some, some program that they have using these algorithms. However they uh, operate, I don't really understand them very well. I want to know how these numbers are arrived at in terms of the well, people well, who they, have actually... Well, what they do is the CDC, again, from the information that's been put out there, uh, the hospitals, and they go into the hospitals, they, they, don't, they either tested for COVID or they're suspected of... They, they don't have to prove they died of COVID. That, that's a fact. But they still put it in there. 
And then the right. other I, thing that's very important, again, that people don't want to understand, or, or again, we, 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 we have a COVID sections in the Trends Journal. We, we've been on this since the top. And, and so all the data is there. 94% of the people, 94% of the people that died from the virus had pre-existing chronic conditions, 2.6 pre-existing comorbidities. Now, we heard from Diego from Nova Scotia. You got a place called Canada, right? Let's see. Get the number right here. Let me find it. Bada bing, bada boom. You go to Worldometer, put in Canada, and we have 9,295 deaths. March, April, May, June, July, August, September, right? Out of a population of almost 38 million people. So 9,000 deaths from 38 million people over a six-month period. Over 80% of those people were elderly people from nursing homes with pre-existing conditions. So when you look at the, at the global number, it's well over 50% of the people that have died from the virus are elderly people with pre-existing chronic conditions. And the CDC, the CDC came out with the numbers too about um, the fatality rate. You're a young person, like, you know, one to, you know, to, to like, you know 20 it's like your chances of, of dying are like 99.99%. And overall, it's about a 99.5% recovery rate. So this is all a lot of, here, I got it right in front of me now. Here's the survival cool. rates. Zero to 19, 99.997%. 20 years old to 50, 49 years old, 99.98%. 50 to 69 year old, 99.5%. 70 plus, 94.6%. Goes back to what I was saying before, just to, again, this is what we do. We, we, we don't stay on one topic on, we, we show the implications. That's why the young people, that's a market to go after. They got, they got a 99.998 percentage recovery rate from zero to, to, to 50 years old. They're not afraid of this stuff. It's old people that aren't healthy and, and buy up the, the baloney. Why, why is everybody still falling for it is my big question. I, I have one other, other point I'd the like to make. The reason they're falling any... for it is because they don't subscribe to the Trends Journal. They don't listen to progressive radio network. They don't, they, they, they believe the prostitutes on the cartoon news network. How many, how could anybody look up to a, a lemon, a, a, a Cuomo or a Cooper or, or a, a, a Rachel Maddow or any of these people? 
they have no credibility. Station after station. Fox, every one of them. It's the same they reason ha- they follow their leaders. There's no credibility. I mean, they all have these. I mean, Rachel Maddow, I think, has is a Rhodes Scholar and all this other garbage. And, I can tell her damn what she is. I know. I'm just saying. Scholar. I'm just saying that they're presented. One other point I'd like to make very quickly. You know, this country, when you look at its, um, uh, the United States of America, every country, if you look at it as an entity and the way that you would look one individual, it has a certain uh, persona. There are certain stereotypes. You know, if you live in a, a, a hot climate or a cold climate, it affects right, right. the behavior of the population. And the United States is, um, uh, I mean, it has certain, I think one of the, the, the uh, positive uh, you know, of, a, of a so-called democracy is the fact that we had, you know, privacy was very, before 9-11, the word privacy as an individual citizen living in this country, you know, was very uh, respected. It was held very dear. And, you know, your personal private space was not open. And after 9-11, with all of this, you know, getting felt up at the airport <laughs> and all this other stuff, a lot of things changed. Yep. Um, the thing is, is that the country, as, as it is presented by the people who pull the strings, okay, I'm... I'm Wondering, does this equal the, the, the does the United States equal the sum of its parts? If you break it up and look at what it is comprised of, with the different states and the different areas and diversities, I don't think that that would be mathematically correct. I don't think that you would see it doesn't equal the sum of its parts. Ah, I mean, yeah, it, the whole country is just it's a mess. I mean, you know, uh, look, we're running out of time. And so I want to thank you very much for, for calling in and, and everybody else that, that has as well. The country thank equals you. nothing. It, it's been destroyed. You know, it, it, look, look what they've done to it. You know, malls and strip malls and look how they ruin. They knock down everything. Look how a crap they build. You have nothing. You go, why, do, why do people go to Europe and other countries? Because you still, oh, they didn't destroy Rome. They didn't destroy Paris. You know, no, no, they didn't. They didn't knock down old buildings and put up this glass crap and concrete junk everywhere. This country's gone. They've we've lost our culture. You know, to me, Black Lives Matter. Hey, I love a black cat. Like when it poof, class. Hey, how about Count Basie, Duke Ellington? Yeah. One after another, Louis Armstrong, Ella Fitzgerald, on and on. Look at the class, the style. America's music was its greatest export that the world loved. From ragtime to swing to rhythm and blues, rock and roll to Motown. Now I got a bad rap. Suck up my rap. I'll feed you my crap. You got to be all right. Look where this country's gone. How low can you go? Again, fight's on, game's over. Do what you can to support Progressive Radio Network. I'm out there fighting. You want to keep your mouth shut, hide in your corner? Do it. Don't do anything. Don't subscribe to the Trends Journal. Nothing. Don't fight. All aboard. Next train to Auschwitz. This is Gerald Salenti. See you in two weeks.